Hello and welcome to the January 2007 Apocalypse Cow License Cast, um, or should I say the Cowcast, as we so affectionately call it. Uh, this month we're going to be spotlighting some songs which are written by house band Ruffling Forcing Nostalgia, and most of these, in fact, probably all of them, will be appearing on the uh, new Skip Intro album that should be coming out at some point very soon here. Uh, in the past, we've kind of spotlighted songs that are more electronic um, or more theme or instrumental driven. Uh, you know, we did the ones about the reggae, Hawaii, Christmas thing, and, uh, you know, we had that, and then we had, like, the things where you're, like, you know, being chased, and you're going through the file cabinets, we had those, and, you know, and then we had the stuff where, like, you're in the lab, and you're trying to solve crimes, and you're, like, you know, dusting prints for, like, you know, stamps or something, whatever they dust prints for, and that kind of thing. Well, this month, it's actually a little less thematically driven, um, other than to say all these songs by Ruffling Force and Stout are very political, actually, uh, or socially conscious. So, uh, most of these songs are the kind of songs that are going to give you that kind of fist-pumping action and make you hopefully want to, you know, like, get up out of your chair and join, you know, like, the Solidarity Movement in the early 80s uh, if you happen to be in Poland at the time, but I guess in this case, probably not. But anyway, uh, our first song is Fade to Blonde, and this features a character who actually appears in several songs and a few more that have yet to be completed. Um, This character is a... uh, sort of a black ops off the book government agent um, who's at this hotel, Al Rashid, uh, in Iraq, and it's a couple days before uh, the bombing commences on uh, March 19th, 2003. And so he's kind of sitting there waiting for uh, the fact that his hotel is probably about to uh, get bombed uh, back into the Stone Age, but he has no way of getting out because he doesn't officially exist on the government record books. So he's sort of sitting there contemplating his fate, and he's kind of the protagonist in a lot of these songs, and one of them is the one you're about to hear called Fade to Blonde.
Seventh Summer. Yet so engrossed was I in these memoirs, I didn't hear Martin and Goran serenading me from my study door. A birthday cake in the shape of our Blixmobile, complete with a gold on blue racing stripe under the candles in tow. Ava joked it was like swiveling Beethoven around at the end of the concert, deaf to his own applause. On days like today, I look into my son's faces and I wonder, did our maneuverings prevent even one Moab from falling? President Johnson had called them Wolves who would tear at the hard-won Games with bureaucracy Wolves is an apt choice of words since They're still in the woods eating evidence Just ask David Kelly There's nothing funny as a cop and bombing that filibuster vigilant to stop civil rights legislation And successfully kept the wealth of nations From sharing power with those that they thought were well below their station The same party that invented this war Is the same bullies and bores Who were against trying to floor I take the water we pour I rate they said it was a communist right Tried to install remote mics inside of teeth and such like are overthrown, what can the just man do? To which I'd probably respond, far there are no more pillars of Hiram now in Babylon, much less a rock to stand on another. And in the news now, Secretary Powell, that dependable Volvo of statesmen, admitted that the administration had erroneous information. They sentenced thousands to death and call it bluster. They made a desert and call it peace. President Johnson said help those who got parents who gave up some long, long time ago. Until the bootstrap roots got pulled up by old Dorson's legal pleas. The early hope went south and turned into bets. Hash while the party that's not using them is cannon fodder blocked their passage. The endless cycle works that parents on a hamster wheel and sends them home to sit and wonder why it is they don't just steal.
than ever. Conrad's Victory, the short stories of Truman Capote, Dr. Robert Coles, and anything on LBJ. We both know something about having our conversations taped. Only now are the lessons he learned during that liberal interlude becoming obvious. The hardening of positions, the death of centrism, and the bitter crop of cynicism that grew to fruition in the American 60s. President Johnson said he wished they had viewed his society as first steps at the start. But when GOP silent dissent and sacrifice proved inconvenient, the U.S.A. lost hearts. It's the graveyard for promises we didn't keep when the price tag was in the people's zeal and atrophy. The war on poverty's cost had proved prohibitive. It seems there is a limit to how much we'll pay to have us all live as equals. Forty years after they demonized the great society, our lost battalions gain in size. Four hundred thousand, then some seven million added, and let's not forget the thousands you're now buried in the sand. And you just heard Hans Blix on his birthday, uh, which is actually part of another song called Withdrawing the Inspectors, which should be getting done soon as well. And both songs are about Hans Blix, who was, of course, the chief weapons inspector um, during the uh, lead-up to uh, the uh, Second Iraq War. And uh, he was the guy who was kind of searching for the stuff in 2003 and part of 2002. And uh, he kind of bravely admitted that, well, so far we're not finding any weapons of mass destruction. And, uh, well, of course, unfortunately, the Bush administration found that to be a rather inconvenient uh, thing and decided they didn't really care that much about it anyway and invaded anyway. And of course, it turned out they were right. There were no, you know, uh, remote uh, biological weapons uh, factories or there weren't any um, of those, uh, you know, mobile uh, units that were supposedly running around through the desert and apparently driving around, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, uh, that was Hans Blix on his birthday. And that song is also about um, LBJ, uh, who was our president uh, after JFK in the 60s. And um, Lyndon Johnson was kind of uh, famous for starting something called the Great Society, uh, which was an attempt to uh, pass a series of laws uh, which would uh, basically help um, the less fortunate uh, in the country. And uh, unfortunately, the laws became more and more unpopular as we started accruing more and more debt in Vietnam. So while he was passing all this civil rights legislation and that sort of thing, at the same time, he was also embroiling us further in Vietnam. So it's kind of like the two sides of the coin of the Johnson administration. So I was kind of drawing comparisons between uh, our current war in Iraq, where we're racking up debt, and the war in Vietnam, where what we should have been doing is pouring that money into uh, programs like we did at the beginning of the Great Society. Um, okay, so that's Hans Blix on his birthday. And so, uh, oh, by the way, if you're just tuning in now, these are all songs by Roughly Enforcing Nostalgia, and these are very much live-oriented songs, not so much uh, electronic songs like many in the past uh, license uh, podcasts we've done. Uh, these songs are sort of like if you can imagine the electronic stuff that you've heard in the past as being sort of our day job and uh, the stuff we do uh, at uh, night and on the weekends for recording other bands. That's sort of like our night and weekend job. Well, this is sort of the alternate universe uh, job of Roughly Enforcing Nostalgia, which is the stuff we very much enjoy doing, but we largely perform it apparently in the fourth dimension. So <laughs> anyway, uh, the next song is Like We're All Forgiven, uh, subtitled We Came, We Saw, We Conga'd. And this sort of takes place at a New Year's Eve party. Um, again, this involves several members of uh, the CIA 
who are uh, what they would call lifers, guys who have been in the CIA for you know a long time, and they're kind of at this New Year's party, and they're sort of looking back on their careers with a mixture of bittersweet and uh, maybe regret, and they're end up doing some crazy drunken conga line stuff, uh, almost as a sense of trying to forget. And so it's uh, the song is essentially a commentary on um, some of our covert actions that um, that our government has done over the last few decades and how that affects uh, the people who are essentially told to do the jobs, the ones who just follow the orders and um, don't necessarily make the policy themselves. And so this is like we're all forgiven or we came, we saw, we congaed. And a sense of doom hung over like a chat And I don't know what came over me But I grabbed the girl closest to me And we started conga Oh, 
that was like we're all forgiven or we came we saw we conged it um and now you're about to hear the nigerian prisoner um which is a slightly lighter tune but uh, also a bit political um it's uh, based on that famous scam that comes out of nigeria which i'm sure many of you people have uh, had happen to you as as i know i have uh, which is where you get that spam in the mail telling you that uh, this person is um a barrister or legal representative and uh, he's trying to convince you to tell you his or for you to tell him your bank account number so that he can split this money and all this other stuff. So again, I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Anyway, it's called the 419 law because it's uh, become so prevalent in uh, Nigeria that they actually had to pass a law, which is uh, code 419. And uh, it's, so it's this awful scam. And uh, this song is told from the perspective of a guy maybe perpetrating the scams um, operating out of London. And uh, so all the verses are actually, all the spoken word verses are actually actual letters we've received. And uh, we just, some of these are just so goofy that, you know, you just have to, you have to just read them the way they are. We didn't really add anything. So they're just so absurd. They stand on their own. <laughs> anyway, so this is the Nigerian prisoner. cause any embarrassment in whatever form. Rather, it is intended to contact your esteemed self following the knowledge of your high repute and trustworthiness. Firstly, I must solicit your confidentiality. I am Barrister Green Nwankwo, the personal attorney to Mr. Sylvester Brooks, a national of your country, who used to work with the Shell Petroleum Company in Nigeria. My client and his entire family were involved in a fatal motor accident which unfortunately claimed their lives along the Sagamu Express Road, sparing none of the occupants of the vehicle. I have since then made inquiries to locate any of his relations, and these have not been productive. Singing wise compatriot They tell us the C9s take their toll I must admit And I'll be on awards to pubs Shamrock and Hawk ones call the think At least the Jews got some Kutee that she can sing She slings the drinks I am 
to Mr. Alex Jones, who worked with the multinational oil company Chevron in Nigeria for nine years before he died. We were married for 11 years without a child. He died after a brief illness that lasted only four days. Before his death, we were both born again Christians. When my late husband was alive, he deposited the sum of $7 million in one finance security company. Recently, my doctor told me that I will not last for the next couple of months due to cancer problems. Having known my condition, I decided to donate this fund to church, or better yet, to a Christian individual. attached to the Apapa Wharf in Lagos, Nigeria, and personally in a dilemma about what to do on a large consignment we intercepted at the harbor about two months ago. If I was told this, I would have never believed, even considering the widespread of scams and fraud rocking Africa and other countries alike. After the inspection of the seizure, we discovered it contained a large amount of money believed to have been diverted from the government coffers by politicians, totaling 8.5 million U.S. dollars and was on its way to the overseas for their cronies. This consignment unbelievably was declared by these faceless people as artifacts. Dear friend, I wish to begin by way of introduction. I am Kenneth Masuku, the first and only surviving son of the late Mark Masuku, the most popular farmer in Nigeria who was recently murdered in a land dispute in my country. Before his death, my father deposited the sum of $30.5 million. This amount was meant for the purchase of new machineries and chemicals. This land dispute started when the president introduced a new land reform, which resulted in the gruesome killing of rich farmers, mainly whites, and the unlawful possession of their properties by war veterans and some lunatics in the society under the disguise of fighting for the the my stomach center cannot hold to heal my sister prostitute Her clear and honest lack of forced forms change from these brutes We have a later out June 12th them all I'll tap their currencies Find me emails, lol, barrister, KLRC
set off a neutron bomb Kickback Shock, uh, also by Roughly Enforced Nostalgia. In fact, all these songs are by Roughly Enforced Nostalgia, as it turns out. And you're listening to the licensed cast for this month. Uh, is a very politically oriented stuff. It's sort of a preview, actually, of Roughly Enforced Nostalgia's upcoming album, Skip Intro. And that was Kickback Shock, uh, which is partially about um, the day 9-11 happened, and then partially about two days prior to 9-11, in which um, the... Um, main enemy of the Taliban, a guy named uh, Ahmad Massoud, uh, was, ex- was uh, should I say, assassinated um, by members of uh, bin Laden's group as a way to essentially for him to curry favor with the Taliban. And um, so a lot of the song is sort of about Massoud and by extension uh, our own failed um, attempts at foreign policy in that region during that time. Um, our next song is, let's see here, from A Litany in Midair, which is also about 9-11, though in a slightly more surreal and uh, kind of nebulous way. Um, I guess I'll just kind of leave it to you to listen to. But uh, this is kind of a combination of electronic and live instrumentation in it. So this is from A Litany in Midair. Thank you. 
was the formula Nothing will preserve this litany There was a knife There was a formula Nothing can perturb this litany There was a knife heard from a litany in midair um now the next one has uh, been down so long um which is uh, actually a true story it's uh, about a guy i read about in the paper um in uh, november let's see that was november of 2004 i believe and uh, it's a guy named tunchen burnett um who's a really interesting um guy who we actually corresponded with quite a bit and got his permission to use his name for the song and uh, he lives uh, right around here in Aurora. Anyway, um, so the song's about him, and it goes out to Tunchin Burnett. So if you're listening, Tunchin, thanks for your story, and uh, hopefully you'll like this song. So this has been down so long. <laughs> Harder every day. 
And that was been down so long. Uh, now we've got uh, Butcher's Bill, um, which is also about the war in Iraq. And this is told from the perspective of uh, GI uh, in Iraq right now. Um, and uh, this is kind of a more um, mellow, downbeat ballad, uh, kind of written in the style of somewhere between uh, maybe Bruce Springsteen and Amy Mann, um, maybe Michael Penn, too, actually. Um, anyway, so this is Butcher's Bill. Zigzag past my helmet, it was all I could think about. Old Churchill wasn't lying when he said that there's nothing more exhilarating than be shot at without result and to come out unscathed from a hail of lead. And it's just the cost of doing, it's just the cost of doing it's just the cost of doing business in this place and still the debts accruing and still the debts accruing and still the debts accruing at a rapid pace and it's all just part of the butcher's bill and we all keep track of the blood we spill in our way It's all just part of the living will And it's all figured into the final bill We all pay And we all pay The butcher's bill The butcher's bill But with all things being I'd rather be back in filling now Than be painting towns with names no one can say Better serving drinks and going to college Courtesy of the GI Bill Than be burning maps from half a world away And it's just an occupation it's just an occupation It's just an occupation Something that we do It's just an occupation It's just an occupation It's just an occupational hazard We get through And it's all just part of the butcher's bill And we all keep track of the blood we spill In our way It's all just part of the living will And it's all figured into the final bill We all pay And we all pay The butcher's bill Some years from now my wife will learn the hard way She shouldn't wake me up too fast Sets off fireworks Like it's the sound of missile blasts 
Cause it's all just part of the butcher's bill And we all keep track of the blood we spill in our way Yeah, in our way And it's all just part of the living will And it's all figured into the final bill We all pay And we all pay And it's all just part of the butcher's bill And we all keep track of the blood we spill in our way Yeah, in our way And it's all just part of the living will And it's all figured into the final bill We all pay And we all pay Two words and love the grapes 
And you just heard Running Gum Blues, which is also features as the first track on our Apocalypse Cow Bandcast this month, too, by the way. Uh, it's a very new song by Ren. And uh, this one is kind of an interesting tune. Um, it mentions a bit about Afghanistan, and you get the feeling like maybe the narrator was at one time a... Um, a uh, black ops operative for the uh, government uh, in Afghanistan, but is now in prison, uh, presumably because maybe he's become a contract killer or something along those lines. But again, it's not uh, completely clear. Um, it's kind of an odd, evocative song. And the chorus uh, idea of, if I had my way, I would tear this building down, that's an, actually a phrase from a very old, famous tune called Samson and Delilah, which is a gospel tune you hear a lot. And the course of that is, if I had my way, I would tear this building down. So this is sort of a kind of a riff on that, but with a more political meaning behind it as well. Uh, also, the last chorus has um, a pretty obvious nod to uh, the end of Bruce Coburn's If I Had a Rocket Launcher, uh, which is also a pretty amazing, uh, rather seminal political song from uh, the early 80s, uh, which is actually around the time uh, this character in the song would be uh, in uh, Afghanistan, most likely. So it's got that going for it, too. Uh, so that pretty much brings us to the end of uh, this month's Apocalypse Cow license cast, um, or Cowcast. And you can ch- uh, always catch up with all the uh, many goings-on that are happening here at www.callthecow.com. Uh, also check out our licensing page there, and you can download a plethora of mp3s and uh anyway thanks for tuning in and most of the songs you heard today hopefully you'll be hearing very soon on the new roughly enforcing nostalgia album skip intro very soon and in the meantime thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next month at the same bad time